Well, hello and welcome to episode number 98 of the BBB podcast. I think I thought I was on 99, but we're only on 98. V100 is just right around the corner, so I'm excited for that. But now, before we get started, I would really love to know what you would like to hear more of on the show. I just kind of want to ask this question before we get launched in today. I promise I am here to serve you. This is much more about you than it is about me. And I want you, as a listener, to enjoy the content and really be able to go away with actionable steps. So please, please, please don't be afraid to drop me a line. I absolutely love hearing from my listeners. And I want to hear from you more, so please reach out. You can send me an email at info at caramclintock.co.uk and I promise I'll reply to you. Now, moving on. Today on the show, I'm talking to Brian Cahill. And as usual, you'll hear all about Brian in the intro coming up shortly. We had a really great sort of free-flowing conversation about movement, mobility, barefoot shoes, and a little bit more in between. Brian is super inspiring and he'll help you believe that you are more than capable of upping your game in the world of movement. Brian adds an element of play to his teachings and I've talked about the importance of play before on the show. It's, you know, so important for general well-being, mental health and even cultivating creativity. So shout out to Brian. Thanks again for showing up and being your authentic self and taking the time to talk to me. So guys, enjoy the show today. Brian is the man behind the brand Frank Fit. He specializes in helping people move and play sport pain-free, enabling them to be strong, fit and mobile without ever needing to put that fit in the gym. And incidentally, Brian and I have been training since January as well. He, He takes me on some classes. I absolutely love it. He's very patient and has encouraged me to try new things and nail that elusive kick up handstand that I'm always talking about. So Brian, welcome to the show. Hiya Karen, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, this is exciting. You're very welcome, I'm very happy to have you here. I, I love talking to people I know, it's much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool, and I actually don't think I've had very many movement specialists on the show, so this is good, this is exciting, this is a good topic for us today. I am the first, Yes. and hopefully not the last. No, exactly, yeah. you're going to set the standard for more to come. <laughs> So I, I've known you for about five months now, I think, but I don't think I've ever asked you this. So this is like a fun starting question. Why Frank Fit? Who's Frank? I don't think I've ever asked you that question before. been called Frank for the last 15 years. There was a video, I suppose it's quite cliche, but there was a movie with Will Farrell when it called uh, Old School. Uh-huh. And Will Farrell is Frank the Tank. That was his kind of alter ego. Yes. And... Um, well, that's one story, and I used to get just got Frank a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was on holiday, and um, a lot of people, randoms, started calling me Frank. Uh, obviously, my friends had told them that I was called Frank when mm-hmm. I wasn't really. So I came back from holiday. I was getting Frank a lot, and then my rugby team got hold of it, and I thought to myself, well, you know, it could be worse, yeah. and uh, Frank, Frank it was. I think maybe a few years after that, I was getting into training. So I'd already been called Frank as my nickname for the last, say, six years or so. That was my nickname. And uh, in the training. And I was recently in Frankfurt at the time. I was in Frankfurt that summer. And I thought to myself, right, well, I'm going to become a sort of coach PT. And Brian Fit doesn't really cut it. (laughs) 
then I kind of thought, and there's so many just Peter Paul John fits, and don't get me wrong, that's fine, mm-hmm. but Frank fit, Frankfurt, Frank fit, and it just stuck, and that was it. And I thought, this is class, and then uh, it's catchy, and I went with that, and I've just backed myself. It's catchy, it works, I love it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> so that's that out of the way. Let's uh, get in the bit of your backstory. How did you get to the point where you are now, at the point where you're you know, teaching groups of people, calisthenics, natural movement, and strength training? I suppose I started off like most PTs. I was about, I just decided I was going, I already enjoyed training a lot and I liked helping people. And um, and I got my kind of PT qualification and did an overweek coaching thing. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was at university, I studied sports and nutrition. I, when I came back from uni, I didn't do anything to do with that. I went and did something completely opposite. I got kind of into the family business and that was... Um, uh, we had a nine-hole golf course, and I went and got qualified as a, a greenkeeper and did a course in uh, landscape design and movement. Anyway, going off. Yes. So got to the training, uh, started working in the gym, and um, I was supposed to was coaching people. And I always just thought to myself, I really need to be pushing on and trying to do my own thing rather than being somebody who someone else wants you to be in the gym, you know, be their PT and follow what they have to say. Don't get me wrong. I learned lots of good stuff off great people, but I just kept chasing what I wanted to do and who I kind of wanted to be. So I was training lots of like single people and two on twos and had some crazy clients. I had some clients that, you know, you were with them for an hour and they didn't speak. And I, it was like bars of, they were hell. You know, and I, when you, you know when you just start that off, you take you don't really you take the money and you do it. You know, you try to help. Them. You think you can help anybody, but after like twenty four of these sessions, <laughs> I can't help you. I can't do it. It's, it's not for me. I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I started to learn more about me and what I wanted to get into. And I I did the standard bench deadlift squatting and I was like yeah beach muscles and like games and you know fill out the t-shirt and leg day every day and all this stuff you know then I started seeing a lot of calisthenic stuff and people almost really impressive like impressed me and as a big guy like I'm quite tall 6'2 and it was at the time it was about 99 kg I'm now sitting at 96 and I just thought it would be pretty cool if I could do this too so I just went hell and lever into it i stopped doing all my chest like i was training chest a couple of times a week and uh you know I, it, you would be upset if you didn't get to go to the bench or have your deadlift day you're chasing numbers yes stopped all this stuff and just started going in hell and leather in the calisthenics and i probably went too deep because mm. it did hurt wrists and i hurt i realized i had weak wrists you know the handstands my elbows were weak my joints weren't right i never really thought too much about different grips and you know in calisthenics you have to take your mobility seriously or you can't improve you know you just can't progress you get stuck um and that comes into all the moves and the handstands and like on the gymnastic rings and so on so yeah i got into all that and i thought this was great and i attracted some new types of clients so i lost some guys as well mm. and what probably would have felt like I lost some of my original gains mm. you know the chunky muscle style benching a lot and the turning point for me was coming out of the gym one day and I got into the car and I'm reaching across to get my seatbelt and I was like fuck I can't even 
seatbelt because my chest so pumped and I was like right fuck this this isn't right it's not working for me and I just got real I you know what I worked with a great physio at the time mm-hmm. and became really friendly friendly with him and he kind of pointed me towards the mobility side and I absolutely loved it and you know uh, so like great respect to him Mark Coulter uh, he's, he's a great friend now and you know, I learned a lot from him in the beginning, getting into the mobility and into the wee bit of movement. And, you know, and that's so I started working with lots of people. I held a big class at the in the beginning. I was doing a class for somebody else. It was like a hip class, high intensity exercise. Right. And, you know, it's just it's just unsustainable. You just can't do that all the time. Mm. And I stopped doing it. People had this thing about like burning fat and stuff. And, oh, I have to exercise really fast. Yeah. And, and but I just couldn't really teach them how to be strong, exercising really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I changed it all into movement based, and I've probably lost a lot of people. <laughs> as <laughs> a you know, they all of a sudden they're doing a press up, which is which is deadly like, compared mm-hmm. to uh, just jumping on the spot or something like that. I left the gym, and an opportunity came up for me to use a studio where I had space, and I it used to be just an old type barn style and I turned that into at that point I was inspired by somebody else to do my own thing and I started like the rings up and yeah I used I started to take classes there mm-hmm. and that was last year and then this year I've really got into my different sections and training groups of people females together and men together mixed group I've got like a senior group I love the senior group I love all the groups like it was such fun mm-hmm. but uh the senior group's great you just see and see seeing people progress but yeah seeing people progress is the best thing and and all of a sudden they're not hunched and their shoulders aren't all going forward and you know they're standing up straight and mm-hmm. you know that they feel better and they're down on the ground and they're moving around and everything feels stronger and like more mobile and it's amazing to see awesome wow well thank you very much brian for sharing that story just to sort of maybe circle back around a a few things that you said so you used to be a greenkeeper yeah we had a nine-hole golf course and i got into i mean i worked on it yeah since i was young it was 20 years we had it so yeah i mean i knew all about seeding and (laughs) planting trees and the different types of grass and you know, the level of what the grass is meant to be like and setting machinery yeah. and things like that. So I have that background as well. Um, it's, it's clear that that just wasn't going to cut it, literally, um, because you wanted to help people. It's really clear to me anyway that you're really passionate about helping people. And I'm sure that's inspiring for other people to hear. You know, if anybody's yeah. listening and thinking, I want to do my own thing, I want to go out there, you've, you've made that sound very easy, but I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> but, you you know, you stuck at it and you, you made a decision and you were going to make it work, and it did. Yeah, for sure. Like, when I first did it, I was working a second job. I was doing the work in a bar as well just to get enough money as well to get by. Obviously, you're working in a big gym and you're uh, then the gym's taking a big percentage of your money and things like mm-hmm. that. So if you get the chance to get out of the gym, back yourself, and uh, people, I mean, they'll see that you're passionate and, and they'll come to you eventually. It's not going to happen quickly, but you got to back yourself. Yeah. And there'll be tough times and low times mm-hmm. and high times. Yep. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, the golf course got lonely. Like, you know, you're by yourself. And then I had a dog keep me company, but then the dog, unfortunately, she passed away. And oh. yeah, that was it. It was time to get moving. <laughs> 
And then something else you touched upon there, which I, I love that you, you mentioned it. There's a big difference between building muscles and mobility. You know, you bent round and, it, you know, you can go to the gym, you can do your uh, your deadlifts and your chest press. But if you can't, if you just look good and you cannot move, like natural movement is so important. If you can't turn around and pick something out of the back of the car without being like, ah, I can't, I have no mobility here. It's much more important to be able to move throughout your day than it is to be able to just look pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to be strong in the end of your ranges of your movement. So your range of movement, you want to be strong when you're all rolled up in a ball mm-hmm. and you want to be strong when you're standing up straight and you want to be able to turn left and right. And people, you know, they're going to stretching classes and things, which is great, you know, go to yoga and learn these things, but actually just learn how to like turn around physically without actually turning your whole body around and stuff exactly. like that. You know, and like strengthening your wrists and your fingers and your feet. Like really, uh, and the stuff that holds you together, that's key. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your weaknesses whenever you started, your wrists and things like that. And that's something I definitely noticed. So to dive in a bit more to calisthenics, how how much do you see progress in people, you know, from the very start? You know, as I say, you notice your weaknesses right from the word go. Is it is it amazing for you to see people progress? And have you seen some life-changing changes almost? Yeah, well, like everything, you either really want to gain the new skill and mm. progress in it, or you're just going to practice every so often and not really get anywhere. Yeah. You find your wrists are weak. Well, you need to take it easy and you start to have to look into strength, wrist strengthening exercises and accept that it's not going to happen in four weeks, you know, and look at yourself over a year, maybe a lifestyle change over a year or a, a training change over a year. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to change your training completely, you could just start to learn on one new skill and do the stuff you already do and just a little bit extra mobility. Um, so, yes, sorry, you were asking about progressing people. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great to see people not being able to do you know just for example you can't they, they people don't do a lot of pulling exercises they think that deadlift is it and a few pull-ups here and there mm-hmm. but as soon as we get on the bar and we do a full range strict pull up it's a whole different story you know mm-hmm. so seeing people progress down the bands and you know <laughs> it's great to see yeah really exciting whenever they realize that they've became stronger in so many ways yeah. you know for sure and the pull-up especially it's something that you have to keep at if you leave that at all for a couple of weeks it's just like starting right back at the start again <laughs> yeah you do you do a bit of muscle memory there but um yeah it will harder so i suppose people come to train and they're in the grips and they they love the the grip training and, and calisthenics we work together and you're helping people a lot you yeah. know you're spot and you're taking turns and so on it it might feel quite slow paced sometimes that's because it's hard and it's strict and you have to learn it properly you can't just go in there and go hell for another for a, a fast paced class you must take your time and do it right and learn the ends and out of the movement if it wasn't if it if it was easy there wouldn't be that sense of satisfaction on certain moves the uh you know what learning the skills and improving at it make you feel better about yourself which yeah. is great so as soon as you get that wee feeling you want to do more yeah. And you want to do more 
And once um, you get that, you want to move on to the next one and you just keep and you're working everything. There's always something you can do. You can, as you're standing, waiting, you can do a little bit of mobility. Mm-hmm. You just have to get over yourself and not worry what people are thinking. Exactly. <laughs> just compare yourself to you last week or you a few months ago. That's keep keep yourself in your own lane and and you know that's that's where you should be. I would say I definitely look a bit strange. Like I leave my son the nursery and let's say there's another uh, thirty adults leaving their children in or around that number uh-huh. and I'm the only one in the corner doing my like kind of mobility flow, warming up, listening up. <laughs> a bit of wrist stuff, hitting a wee bit of hips and I feel great I do try and talk people into joining me sometimes but we're just not having it oh, you're the cool to... dad you're the cool dad in the corner for sure in the meantime anyway maybe one day they'll they'll tell me to wise up but my sons are copying me doing things and we're on the bars and they understand about using bands and a bit of wrist stuff and yeah so it's good to see you, you know. You have four boys, is that right? Or is it five? Uh, no, I got four. Thanks. Yeah, we got, we, uh, my wife and I have a P. He's, what do we got? A five-year-old, three-year-old and the twins. We had twin brothers. They have twin brothers who just turned one there. So, yes. yeah. I imagine their movement is just going to be amazing because of you as a dad, just encouraging them to do all these things right from the word go. When they're so flexible anyway, that's just going to be yeah. built into them. It kind of works both ways because yeah. I, I watched them move yeah. and I realized, you know what, life, normal life is maybe taken away from me mm-hmm. you know, sitting a lot and slouching and I watch how they're like, they're, how they are on their wrists and they're playing and they're on the ground and their hips and that we perfect squat positions yes. and, uh, you know, they just roll and spin and turn around, but you know, as you get older and whatever job you have, like with some jobs, you just don't move really no. at all. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, lack of movement sure. in the end fucks you up. Like, What do you think bit. about them going to school and having to sit in a chair all day? Does that kind of drive you a bit crazy? But I suppose there's only so much you can do. Every chance I get, I suppose I take them and we try and do something new in nature. Yeah. <laughs> we're climbing some trees, uh, you know, or we go and we go and get dirty. Or yeah. we're, there's a big river I love to go to and we're up and down and on the rocks and you know, hopefully they'll continue to do that. And I come and I play up in my gym. I know it'll get different as they get older, but yeah, uh, I like we were climbing across rocks. Okay. And I was getting them to practice their balance down these rocks. And then I watched the younger one. He actually bent over and started to crawl across the rocks. Okay. And I, this is brilliant. He's like doing his bear crawl across the rock. <laughs> I've now got the, the guys to do bear crawls across the rocks. They're coming to dream with me. And it's so challenging. Yeah. But it's great. You are, you are earthing. So you're mm-hmm. just on the earth and you've got your bare feet out yeah. and you're climbing almost because it's a bit of a grip aspect, the rock climbing across rocks and then your feet as well. And yeah, it's awesome. class. So I cool. love that they're teaching you as well. <laughs> um, so, Brian, what are your main, this is kind of going off a bit off topic a bit, what are your main gripes with the gym training wise? Is it just kind of all the, the machines are not natural? That's not the right way to be moving? Is it, Would that be... Or is there more to it than that? It depends what you want at the end of the day. It's kind of people who just want to train for aesthetics and they like to judge, so just to look good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they went through a lot of changes. Maybe they lost a lot of weight and everybody, I suppose, you know, they'd want to look good at, at, you know, over some point and they don't know any different. Mm-hmm. And then they see somebody swinging from a bar and doing handstands and sitting in a natural squatting position for 10 minutes or whatever yeah. and they're scared of that they get put off it they'll not go to it 
So they'd much rather just sit on a machine and pull the bar towards them. And that works for them. That's great. But I'm 100% certain if they came up and they did a wee bit with me or somebody else, they'd get the bug, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just taking step first, taking that step and doing it, getting it when you're younger and you're obviously uh, people become number guys like girls and they're mm-hmm. all about hitting 180 deadlift, for example, and five for five and, you know, brilliant. But then afterwards I bend over and I hurt my back yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't do anything for five days. Yeah. And they're just chasing numbers all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and they're doing a really like uh, the popularity of, say, powerlifting yeah. and like a powerlift. When you do a heavy squat, you only have to come down to just below the 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But that has made a lot of people think that that's all they need to train. Mm-hmm. So they heavy squats and they only go to just below the 90. And they're like, they're not actually strengthening their full range. Mm-hmm. So that that's annoying and they're squatting say and stupid high stupid trainers and (laughs) yeah so it's a bit frustrating but you know we can't help any everybody and uh like you say people don't know any better you know if that's kind of all you've been taught then you know yeah you're gonna get on with it but then hopefully people listen to this podcast and go oh hang on let's try something different it might trigger something in them you know i can't move properly i need to sort of loosen up a bit maybe i need to try something different yeah and like not everybody's kind of naturally athletic so i think if you have a bit of an athletic side you love the challenge and like like the yeah you want to charge and you want to do a bit more and you you're not just happy just doing a little bit no, it's not all about the strength. Yeah, and you and now you mentioned um, the silly trainers. <laughs> so now let's get into your favorite favorite topic of the moment: minimal shoes. You know I'm a fan. I've got some super cheap ones recently, and actually I was wearing them. I wore them just as soon as I got them for a full two days, and it did feel absolutely amazing I felt like I'd worked out my feet <laughs> in a good way you know I felt like yes I did go through the whole full range of movement that a foot is supposed to do and it does it felt like I'd actually worked out my feet in, in, in the best possible way so what are, what are your thoughts on minimal shoes and barefoot uh, I suppose I got into the calisthenics uh, about six years ago and I started doing my training I got rid of my trainer oh, I didn't get rid of them I stopped training in trainers and you know, I thought I had these like running trainers or, you know, I had my ASICs and so on. And I thought, brilliant, mm-hmm. these are comfy shoes and I can do everything I need to do. Yeah. But my feet were sore yeah. <laughs> and I was squatting and I was running and I was doing everything in them. And um, I then started to train just in my socks a lot in the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> moving on from there, I then was in my own studio and everything was barefoot. So, mm-hmm. we, you know get over it the floor is cold like your feet are soft you know? <laughs> I'm gonna like condition up a bit moving forward from there then we're outside and I was like okay well we'll go barefoot outside this is great and we're getting used to uh standing on on level surfaces and moving around and my feet feel really strong but then I would then go to walking about or going out and so on and I would put on my trainers or my uh, supposedly fashionable shoes mm-hmm. you know, toe things you know, more and more I did that. My feet were, again, they're hurting. And I'm, I'd wear them for a couple of hours. And I'm like, geez, I can't wait to get these off. Yes. I love being barefoot. And then there's a big craze with the barefoot shoes. Yeah. And there's some brands out there and they're crazy prices. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't really want to spend 150 quid on, a, on one pair of shoes when I could maybe get like four or five for that. Yeah. So I, I was put off buying them. 
you know, and then people are ranting and raving about them and people are saying that they're breaking down after six, you know, six months, which if you only buy one pair and you wear one pair constantly for six months, they probably will break down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I then saw, I would follow a few cool people. I think there's a guy called the foot collective, which is all about foot health and mm-hmm. movement and natural movement. And they're on Instagram, really good loads of information. And they talked about budget. There's like these budget that are cheaper barefoot shoes and they're really durable. They're great. And you're playing a fraction of the price. And surprisingly, I searched it up. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I'm really surprised the amount of options there was. And I started then walking my son to school and, so on and I'm on the roads and I'm walking up the hill and I was on a gravel, gravel like lanes and so on. And it felt really strange in the beginning because I was doing more mm-hmm. than what I was doing. And now I'm a weekend. I'm like, holy shit, my feet are tight on my ankles and everything around them just feels more secure and stronger and it's better. So try and do as much barefoot stuff as you can. And if you don't have your feet out that much, you know, they're going to look weird. <laughs> so yes, that's the main thing because people don't see them much and they're always hiding mm-hmm. and they're going to be sad. They're going to be sad. Looking, so you got to make them happy. <laughs> I think a lot of people, like they probably have to go easy if they're, they're used to wearing these big fat uh, sole yep. trainers. So you can go down gradually, can't you? You can get lower, you can search low drop trainers and you can go kind of easy, get a lower pair and then go, depending on the health of your foot, because if your feet maybe people have fallen arches and you ha- they have all these kind of issues. You can start slowly and, and it is about building that foot strength, isn't it? Yeah. Get a set of the barefoot shoes and just maybe wear them for 10 to 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then go back in the other ones and just keep building that time up. Have you found that your toes have spread out more then? My toes have spread out <laughs> and I, <laughs> feet look more muscular. <laughs> you know? I love it. It's true. I'm gonna take a photo of mine actually, and and t- see if I can see it before and after. <laughs> my toes aren't all squished together anymore. There's yeah. space. Uh-huh. Like my, I remember wearing like rounded trainers. You know, you get the fashion rounded ones, and yep, yep. my toes like squished in from yep. those days. But the rest of the toes have spread out, and yeah, you just feel the surface so much better, and like I feel stronger. There's you, you'll not know it until you do it yourself. For sure, just so- suck it up. So, Brown, what are you going to do on your next night out? What are you going to wear? Because your feet aren't going to fit in the pointy shoes anymore. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably still stick on them, and then just hopefully I'll only be out for a couple of hours and uh, yeah, take it from there. Well, I, I'll try and see kind of find a, like a pretty funky, fashionable pair yes. at a race. Right, and I'll maybe get them, and I'll I'll take it from there. Right, <laughs> I love it. So then, also, do you wear these little guys in the sea when you're in your uh, cold therapy mode? I have a pair of kind of minimal surfboard shoes or something I was using. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're it's the same thing, and mm-hmm. I've been pulling them on. It's it's you know it's it's more because you might you stand on the odd limpet like as you. On the area that I go yeah. in, yes. like if I'm not the beach, obviously I don't wear them. But the area I go in to swim and so on, there's a few rocks and limpets, and it just it's slightly more comfortable to go in using them. Any uh, jellyfish? Yesterday when I was in, there was a few jellyfish about, but they were the like the the ones without tentacles, so they don't sting you, and they're kind of like purple. I'm not oh. sure of the name, but they have like a purpley blue in the middle of it, and you can <laughs> you can pick them up and and carefully move them away from you oh no brian trauma it's like one of my worst fears is getting touched by a jellyfish i couldn't even if it wasn't even something that harmed you it's just the just the creepiness of them. a little jelly pot just put it out in your hand and 
feel it, wiggle it about a bit, and then you know you'll accept that it's not that bad. Well, it's just weird. Can you touch them? No bother then. Just like yeah, whatever. And I'll move it. It's fine. Like I've done it since we was younger. But obviously, the ones with the tentacles have been stung before, and it was awful. So <laughs> stay away from the brown ones. I'm saying. Yeah, the brown ones. Yeah, I've seen those. They're massive on the beach. Yeah. Um. So what are you finding the benefits of the cold water is, is doing for you? Because we are in Northern Ireland. If you were right yesterday, was it still cold? Just when you first get in, that first slight shock when it hits your tummy. Mm-hmm. That's the cold bit at the minute. But then as soon as you go down, like to p- up above your heart, yeah. yeah, I'm like I can just swim about and move around, and I I absolutely love it. Yeah. I've been doing cold therapy for about just over three years now. Friends were doing it. And uh, there was the guy, Wim Hof, the Iceman. He's great. Let's Google him up so if you know, if you want to check him out. Mm-hmm. And he inspired me the breathing techniques and alkal, you know, making your body more alkaline through breathing techniques mm-hmm. and then uh, the cold therapy and just, you know, mindset. And y- you feel so much better. You just have to. Yeah, you know, you're used to the heat and the warm and the coziness all the time. Mm-hmm. Your nervous system goes a bit; it goes stale. You know, mm-hmm. that's true. We need that kind of sh- that shock. You need to stimulate your central nervous system, and once you get in there and it, and you you're just focused on your breathing and you relax, and you can go and you get past that two minute mark. Mm-hmm. You feel feel amazing. Your body's just filled filled with endorphins, and you kind of buzz for the rest of the day. Yeah, and uh, I I absolutely love it now. Yeah, that's it I, I did do the ice bath I think you knew that um but yeah you just feel on a, almost on a high afterwards because you've just done this and the breathing technique kind of went out the window when I went <laughs> you know what I mean you're just like <gasps> your breath is taken away from you but if you can just bring your mind into your body you can you know you can get through it no bother it's not that big a deal no exactly just yeah go with it and accept I mean you're not gonna die you'll be all right <laughs> you're yeah. actually gonna die like you'll be fine yeah. And uh, you get and and remember, you need to move a bit when you get out. Of if course. you do just sit in one spot, you will get cold. Mm-hmm. So move around, a bit, maybe get a hot drink and get some warm clothes on, and Perfect. take it from there. Yeah, like uh, I, I've said on here a lot, you know, we we do get too comfortable with being comfortable, but all the good stuffs on the other side, like you say. So try something new today. Glass is greener there, like. Go for it. Yes. <laughs> Finally, Brent, don't want to take up too much more of your time. I ask everyone this question. If you could give our listeners one final thought today, one Brian nugget that they can incorporate into their lives in order to build that better body, what would that be? I would say get a pull-up bar in your house. Yeah. Get it across like the door going into your kitchen. Somewhere that you'll see it. You can put a band around it and you can you can either stretch with it, you can hang off it, yeah. you can practice some simple pulling movements things that you generally don't do mm-hmm. and just having it there and your and your children can use it and it's great to kind of connect with them at the same time it's yeah. just having that option you don't have to go to the gym you don't have to go down to the park to find a bar which let me say there barely is any good bars anywhere in northern <laughs> ireland a bit of a discord Uh-oh. and uh, i'm going to apply and hopefully we'll get once we get our politics sorted out here hopefully they'll they'll yeah. put something up with us <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so something in the house, uh, a little bar you can hang off, stretch and techniques, maybe mm-hmm. some pulling exercises. You know, my mom just turned 69 there, and you know what I got her for her birthday present? A pull-up you bar? A pull-up bar, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure she wasn't surprised, no one, you or his, her son. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's just, you can 
reset your alignment by hanging off a bar and you know that's the main thing your overhead movement becomes great mm-hmm. and uh you can just do that by hanging daily yeah so suitable bar really helps you on I your know. way and i just did a wee hang before i came on the call today as well <laughs> and like you say if you put it somewhere where you're always walking in and out of like the kitchen or the bathroom it's just kind of build it into your daily habit and then all of a sudden you've got this strength that's come out of almost nowhere yep like that bar's there you can walk by it and if you can't do a pull-up i'd probably advise you start doing some like negative ones which would be an eccentric movement so you need to start at the top and lower yourself down slowly yeah and also you know learn to engage your back muscles yeah learn the, the muscles you can't see so your ass and your back muscles <laughs> mm-hmm. you need to work on things uh, that's key not yeah. don't just train what you can see you gotta you gotta have the connection with your back for the best gains yeah. okay <laughs> perfect i love it and then brian before you go where is the best place for a uh, connection with you on the web the minute it's uh, i mean i'm really only using social media to connect with me and that's uh instagram mm. and facebook and that's at Frank Fit Me. Yes. So Frank Fit Me. When I was setting up my Frank Fit, there there was a Frank Fit dot me, and that kind of became Frank Fit Me. Right. So at Fit Me, Instagram and Facebook. Send me a message. Give me a follow. I try to follow back awesome. as much people as I can, and uh, do the odd story with information. I'm really lighthearted. Yes. It, you know, if you only want to learn how to lose weight. Maybe don't watch my stories because there's many that do not get any done. No, your your Instagram is great. I'll I'll tell everybody it's great. It's just it's real. It's easy to follow when you put all the good stuff in there. I, I enjoy watching it. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. That's it's funny. More people would see the story than they actually see your posts. Yeah. Um, so, but that's cool. That's mm-hmm. fine. Just go with that yes. and. Uh, it's all from the heart (laughs) it sure is and i'll put a link to that in the show notes for everybody not a problem so brian thank you so much for coming on being so open and honest and inspiring and hopefully people it'll trigger something in people to think actually i want to try something different today and let's get stuck in thank you very much karen great to speak to you and i'll see you soon 